Everybody, welcome to another edition of Wisdom Awakening. I'm your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. Great to be with you again today. Um, I'm not sure how many people can take advantage of this or can get involved in this, but on Sunday, I will be speaking at the Boat Church. And I guess you've got to have a boat to be a part of this, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but I will be speaking at the Boat Church on the 17th. That's at First Landing State Park at the 64th Street entrance, uh, 225 64th Street in Virginia Beach, at the Virginia Beach Boat Church. So if you got a boat and you uh, want to be out there on the water on Sunday morning, I hope the weather's nice, uh, I will be out there speaking to the boat people at the Boat Church. I'm looking forward to that. Former Governor um, Bob McDonald is the uh, kind of coordinator and host of this. Uh, so we look forward to it. So if you can be there, uh, feel free. I don't think there's any live streaming of this because uh, I think I, I think I'll be speaking from a boat, and other people who will be surrounded, list, surrounding me, listening will be on boats as well. So I've never done this before. This will be a new experience for me. So if you're one of the boat people um, and you're out there on Sunday, feel free to stop by the boat church. All right, with that, uh, one quick thing before we get to the word, and that's this. The overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, the Dobbs case, has really kind of manifested the psychosis, which is already rampant in the left and the Democrat Party. In other words, people are sick, but if nothing triggers them, you don't necessarily see it in all of its manifestation, but we're seeing it now. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, the, the, the Indian princess up in Massachusetts, wow. Uh, she's calling for all crisis pregnancy centers to be shut down across the nation because they're misleading people. In fact, they're enslaving people. Now get this. Encouraging a woman to see what her baby looks like through an ultrasound. Encouraging a woman to consider allowing her baby to live is somehow enslaving a woman. So now I guess having a baby is slavery. These people have such a warped view of reality that it's, it's, it's hard to, to fathom it. The Bible calls it the mystery of iniquity. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's a mystery because you can't plumb the depths of how people can think the way these folks think. You, you, it's, it's, it's impossible to understand. I mean, anybody who's had children, anybody who knows anybody who's had children, you see that beautiful baby um, and you realize this, this is what's been developing over the last nine months and there's joy and elation and, 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 and marvel at the miracle, wonder, working power of God to do this, uh, to create the human body and to, to create our ability to procreate and to reproduce. And you think there are people who just believe that even up until the, t the moment before birth, that that is nothing but an inconvenience which may be disposed of without even a second thought. It's, it's, it's hard to understand how people can be that heartless, that cruel, that, that evil, but they are. And to brag about it and celebrate it 
it, it shows a level of spiritual blindness too that is unreal, just, just unreal. Uh, and remember, these are folks who advocate that if a baby is born alive inadvertently, it was an intended abortion. There are people alive today whose mothers tried to abort them and they survived it and then the baby got treatment and the person's alive and walking the earth today. And I met some of those folks, listened to some of them on television, on the radio, uh, interviewed some of them on my radio program. Uh, it would have been murder. To, first of all, it's murder. Abortion is murder anyway. But it would have been undeniable murder to kill that child after it's outside its mother's womb because you intended the, that to be an abortion. And yet that's the position that Obama takes. That's the position that the New York legislature has taken. That's the position of a lot of leftists, that if it's an intended abortion, even when the baby comes out of its mother's womb intact and alive, you can still kill it. I'm not making it up, folks. That's the way they think. So we need more crisis pregnancy centers, not fewer, more. Everywhere there's going to be a planned deathhood, and that's what it really is. It's not planned parenthood. That's a joke. That's nothing but a marketing concoction of the evil mind of Margaret Sanger, planned parenthood. It's really planned deathhood. That's what it is. It's planned baby killing. But anywhere those clinics exist, anywhere abortion clinics exist, anywhere they're doing abortions, there needs to be crisis pregnancy centers to talk to these women and help them understand they have an alternative. They don't have to kill their baby. So, and she's calling for all the crisis pregnancies in America to be shut down. You know, and folks, I, I don't use this lightly, uh, but I really think it's warranted. That's a Hitlerian move. Because who do you think you are? You're going to shut down all the, the, the crisis pregnancy centers because you think that they, they're somehow misleading women. I mean, you see, the, 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 this, this is like a death cult. It really is. And they don't want anybody getting in the way. And I, I, I don't say that lightly either. I say death cult because you know that in ancient Israel uh, and in the ancient Middle East, the god Molech was the god who was used to uh, sacrifice children. And the, the, this, this, this metal statue was heated to white-hot intensity and then they put the baby into the arms of this, this white-hot statue for the baby to be burned alive as a sacrifice to the god Molech so that the people who made the sacrifice could have better luck, a better life, a better, better whatever. It was, it was an act of sacrifice to help make their lives better. That's, that's what abortion is today. It is a sacrifice of a baby to help make the life of the mother better. Because they think, as all these Hollywood people say, oh, my career took off. And yeah, you know, I guess Satan, Satan helped you after your sacrifice to Satan. He helped you. That's what the Satanic Temple, temple says. The Satanic Temple sued the state of Texas and said that they didn't have any right to restrict abortions because abortion is part of their, the Satanic Temple's religious ritual. 
So this stuff is pagan, it's idolatry, it's child sacrifice is what it is. And just like any cult, when you challenge their reality, this, 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 this artificial reality that they built in their heads and in their perception, you challenge it, they get incensed, they get enraged. And that's what's happening right now. Accosting Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh in a restaurant, promising a night of rage, protesting outside justices' homes, um, vandalizing abortion clinics all over the country. And now Elizabeth Warren, we ought to shut all, not abortion clinics, sorry, vandalizing crisis pregnancy centers all over the country. And now Elizabeth Warren says we ought to shut down all the crisis pregnancy centers. They're losing it. Well, by the way, Planned Parenthood, knowing that their, that their multi-billion dollar industry is now being threatened by having the Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade, they are now turning to a new source of revenue. Because after all, it's all about money and power. Making the money, having that money to distribute to candidates so that they can help get candidates elected who can help keep them in power and keep that taxpayer dollar flowing into their coffers year by year. I wouldn't give them a dime. Not a dime. And I think it's an abomination that a dime of taxpayer money goes to these evil people. I really do. I really do. And if I were president of the United States, I'd put a stop to it somehow. I would somehow, I would put a stop to it. Deep state or no deep state, because I know the deep state would fight you on it because a lot of them are a bunch of plants put in the federal government for the purpose of carrying out the left's crazy, far-left Marxist, socialist, baby-killing, gender-bending agenda. But I'd, I'd fight them tooth and nail because... Not a single taxpayer should have the blood of unborn babies on their hands because some, a bunch of bureaucrats want to take taxpayer dollars and use it to kill babies. And yet that's what's happening to the tune of about a half billion dollars a year. It's ridiculous. A half billion dollars a year. Well, Planned Parenthood, knowing that their revenue stream may be uh, curtailed, if you will, uh, they've now gone into a new industry. They're now giving hormone treatments to minor children who want to transition, who want to be a different gender. Yeah, Planned Parenthood is now, that's now where you can, you can now take a minor to a Planned Parenthood clinic and get them injected with hormones to change their gender. These people are monsters, folks. They are monsters. They really are. They are monsters. Now, they've restricted it to, I guess, 16 to 17-year-olds. But look, if you want hormone treatments at 16, why can't you wait until you're 18 or 19? Why can't you wait until you're an adult? And then it's your decision. Oh, no, 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 we can't wait. We can't wait. See, because they want our children. They are imbued with the, the mindset of the devil who goes about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, and children are the most vulnerable, they're the most gullible, they're the most easily manipulated, and that's who they're going after, children. It's sad. You saw um, when Veritas exposed the fact that Planned Parenthood 
would, was taking in child traffickers and pimps and, and performing abortions on, or at least showing a willingness to perform abortions on girls who had been impregnated in the, in the sex trafficking industry and were being brought in by their pimp. And Planned Parenthood said, oh, yeah, no problem. No, no problem. We're, we're happy to do it. And even co coaching the girls, you don't have to put down the name of the adult who impregnates. You don't have to give us that. A statutory rate. But they were willing to hide that and so they could make that blood money. Sad. Sad situation. Just ridiculously evil. Um, so now we know they're also willing to ruin the lives of young people by injecting them with hormones and the studies, are, by the way, are, of this stuff are showing that a lot of times if a girl is injected with estrogen, she can actually become infertile. She can actually lose her ability to bear children. That's gone forever. When, and they want to give this stuff to children. I just told you all the ACLU and uh, the teachers unions have said they don't believe that there's any age limit, that you should be able to give this to a toddler. That's how sick these people are. Okay, let's go ahead and get to the word. I told you I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm really, I've been working at this a while, trying to get into the mindset of it, of doing this for 30 minutes maximum. And I'm going to try my best to stick to that. So let's come back to 1 Timothy, shall we? I think we finished 1 Timothy chapter 2. Um, and... Yesterday was the first time I'd been back to this in over a week. So I, I went back and started, uh, I, I think I started again in the first chapter. Um, so now we're going to, and we finished up the first chapter. So now we're going to come to the second chapter. Uh, and by the way, I know that we've covered some of this before, but this is worth going back over because we've been so, so long. It's, it, we've been away from it for so long. So let's go back. It says in the second verse, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. Now here again, we covered that before, but that means yeah, we do pray for, for Joe Biden. We do pray for uh, people like Barack Obama. Uh, these people are misguided. They're spiritually confused. They're evil, but they're in authority, so we pray for them for all who are in authority, okay? That we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. In other words, we pray for them because it's good for us. We pray for God's wisdom to enfold them and envelop them and overwhelm them. We pray, I, I pray without apology for people like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris to be gone from office, to be out of office. I don't pray for their death. I don't pray for their sickness. I don't pray for their disease. I don't pray for some calamity to befall them. But I pray for them to be out of office so that we can have the righteous in authority because they are the wicked. They are the wicked. The Bible says when the wicked rule, the people mourn. And I pointed out that text, the righteous are in authority. They have lawful authority that they are using, but the wicked rule. In other words, they, they want to exercise dictatorial power over people's lives. No wonder the people mourn. It says, For that is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Because that's what God wants. 
I would like to see Barack Obama saved. I'd like to see Joe Biden saved. I'd like to see Kamala Harris saved. I'd like to see all of these, this whole cohort of Marxists and socialists, I'd love to see them all saved. I, I'm serious about that. I really would. They need God. Because if they, if they had God in their lives, the things that they're doing, they wouldn't do. Things they support, they wouldn't support. I mean, Biden gets up on his haunches and, and acts like he's some victimized Catholic because the Catholic Church has pointed out that he is pro-abortion and that that is a sin against the teaching of the church. Same thing is true with Nancy Pelosi. But what they really need is salvation. That's what they really need. Because if you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, you cannot support the killing of an unborn baby. If you really know Jesus, you cannot support the killing of an unborn baby. You can't. It says in the fifth verse of 1 Timothy chapter 2, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I am speaking the truth in Christ and not lying, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Now Paul says there is one God, and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. So, folks, as I've said before, there are many of these cults that worship certain things and certain people and all of this stuff, but there's only one God. And what they're worshiping is an idol or a demon. Now hold on to your seats because I'm going to say something that is always potentially dangerous to say, but it needs to be said for you, for me, for everyone who will hear it. Islam is a pagan cult, and the God Allah is not the true and living God. The God Allah is a, is a concoction of human imagination under demonic influence, which is what Muhammad was. He was under demonic influence. So, well, now, Bishop, how can you say that? The God of Islam is the same God as the God of the Bible. No, he's not. It's not. Because Islam, Muhammad's revelation says, so-called revelation says, God is not a man that he should beget, neither is he begotten. But the Bible says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ is God. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, both of those can't be true. One is the truth and one is a lie. And I'm telling you what the Bible teaches about Jesus Christ is the truth. And what Islam and the Quran teaches about Jesus Christ is a lie. I, and I'll just give you my theory about this. Not that my theory is necessarily completely accurate, but I think it's as good as any other, maybe better than most. See, I think that Muhammad was looking for a way to unite Arabs, and he came up with this idea of a religion that would unite Arabs. It would, be, it would not be a Judaism, it would not be Christianity, because remember, 
Islam ex uh, emerges in this, about the seventh century, okay, in the 600s. So Christianity was already in existence. Jesus Christ had already gone to the cross and been resurrected, and the church was already extant throughout the world. So was Judaism. And I really believe that Muhammad borrowed a little bit from Christianity and borrowed a little bit from Judaism and added his own little spin to it and then said, hey, this is, this is the Arab religion. And since he was a warlord and a, and a dictator and a brutal, bloodthirsty man, uh, he didn't have a problem enforcing his newfound religion on people, which is what Islam still does. I mean, just like what I'm saying to you right now, I realize, I mean, it's potentially dangerous because Muslims may see this and some of them get beside themselves and decide to target me. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not worried, not in the least. Because somebody's got to tell the truth. Somebody's got to warn people against joining these cults. And Islam is an ancient cult, but it's still just a cult. And here again, I've gone down the line. You, you pick them, Jehovah's Witnesses, Mormons, Moonies, um, Scientologists, Christian scientists, and all of that stuff. That's not Christianity. That's, that's, all of that stuff is it's cultism. Look. It is not authentic Christianity if you deny the deity of Jesus Christ. Everything I just named to you denies the deity of Jesus Christ. Everything I just named and some others I haven't named. Deny the deity of Jesus Christ, number one. Number two, they deny the triunity of God, that God is manifesting himself and God has revealed himself. God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is one God. He is three persons. Anybody who denies that is not a Christian. So there is one God, one mediator between God and men, and that's the man, Christ Jesus, the God-man. In my New King James Version, it capitalizes the word man because it capitalizes every reference to Jesus Christ because he is acknowledged as God himself. And anything that says differently is a lie. It says who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm speaking the truth in Christ and not lying a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. Now, let me make one other point about this. All of those religions that I just cited to you all have the same thing in common. They are works religions. If you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. If you're a good person, at the end, whatever God they think they're serving will stack up all your stuff. And, and if it's the good outweighs the bad, you make it, I guess, into whatever they think you're going to make it into. And if the bad outweighs the good, you're doomed. You're in trouble. So what you've got to do is work, 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 work.
and try to be good enough. Try to, 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 to make it. All of that is false. Because Christianity is not a religion, but if you want to call it a religion, it is the only true religion. It's not really a religion, it's a relationship. Now, people try to make a religion out of it, but it's a relationship between each individual and the Lord Jesus Christ who saved you. And church is simply a manifestation of those people who've come to saving knowledge of Jesus Christ getting together in corporate activity. The word church, as I've explained, comes from the word kurios, came down through the, the German, uh, the kurike, because the ch has a hard k sound in German. The kurike means the people of the Lord. Kurios means the Lord. Kurike means the people of the Lord. Kurk or kirk or church means the people of the Lord. Well, if you're not in Christ Jesus, if you've not been ransomed by him, if you've not been washed in his blood, if you, know that he, if you don't know that he's paid the price for your sins, you're not in the cortique. You're not in the ecclesia, the called out deliberative council or body that Jesus says, on this rock I'll build my ecclesia. There were many ecclesias. He said, but mine is going to be different because the gates of hell will not prevail against mine, but the gates of hell have prevailed against every other institution, prevailed against Harvard, prevailed against Yale, prevailed against Princeton, prevailed against the University of Virginia, prevailed against every college and university known to man. It prevailed against Islam, the gates of hell prevailed against all these cults I've mentioned, prevailed against every institution of the world. He said, but on this rock I'll build my ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. See? So the church is the true expression of God's will for mankind. Now, it's not a perfect institution because we are not perfect people. And of course, the church has all kinds of problems because Jesus said in the world, you will have tribulation, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So there's one God, one mediator between man and God, and that is the God-man. God come in the flesh to die on the cross for his, his, the sins of his people. And by the way, so, so that's, that's Christianity is not a, a works religion. By grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves it is the gift of God lest anyone should, work, should, should boast. Ephesians 2.9. And then 2.10 says, We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works beforehand that we should walk in them. And that word uh, workmanship is the Greek word poema. Our word poem comes from it. We are his poem. We are his lyric. We are his song to the world created for good works in Christ Jesus beforehand. In other words, before we were even born, God had works for us to do. God had things for us to do. So we're saved by grace, it's not of ourselves. And then uh, the works that we are, are called 
and anointed and appointed to do are works that the Lord came up with, not works that we came up with. So I'm here by God's plan before the foundation of the world, talking to you right now. And you're there listening to me right now because of God's plan for you before the foundation of the world. So see, we are not part of a works religion where we're working, 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 hoping, oh, I hope I'll make it. Ooh, we'll see. No, no. My ticket's already stamped and punched for heaven and so is yours if you are in Christ Jesus. We already know where we're going. We already know who we's, whose we are. We already know where we've come from. We don't need to guess. We don't need to wait. Are you saved? I, we'll see. No, I'm saved. Sanctified, set apart for God, filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm not waiting until, to, until I, I, I've, I've lived my life and I'm ready to die to figure it out. Oh, do you think you'll make it? Let's see, I'm counting up all the good I did. I'm, I will see, but we're trying. I, I, I think I got a shot. No. If you are in Christ Jesus, your salvation is already assured, bought, paid for, and secure. Secure. Well, when we come back next time, we'll finish up chapter 2. Okay, but listen, in the meantime, just stay at it, stay in it. Don't back up, don't back up, don't back up. Keep going forward. You know, anybody who's worked with me, anybody who's been around me, they will tell you, I don't, I don't go backwards. I only go forward. I refuse. I refuse to regress. Because I know the God I serve is able. And I know that he is moving us forward in time. And it's up to us to move everything forward in our power. Look, the Bible says, and I got to go, but the Bible says he is able, Ephesians uh, 3.20, he is able to do the exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. There's no backing up in that. That's only forward movement, not this progressivism of the left, which is nothing but regressivism into tribalism and a whole bunch of paganism and idolatry and, and sin. I'm talking about true progress in Christ Jesus. Because when Jesus is moving you forward, you are really making progress. You are really moving forward. That's the only kind of progress I want. I'll leave you with this thought, the sole ambition of the Christian, the sole ambition of the Christian should be to please him. Everything else is tangential. Everything else will take its proper place if your sole ambition is to please him because you love him and you're grateful and you have a relationship with him and you want what he wants for your life. The rest will fall into place. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, we cannot be defeated if we will not quit because we are on God's side.